0: Welcome to Striving Catholics with Maggie Schaefer and Paula Nunez. Hello, welcome back to Striving Catholics. We have previously been on hiatus. A lot has been happening in our (laughs) lives. We are excited to share it with you and to share with you about this new thing that we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, This new season, if you will, Yeah, because I feel like we're completely new people.
1: So I'm like to commemorate. There we go. To commemorate this huge, not huge, but like this change, we decided to call it season two because we're not the same people we were when we first started this podcast. Which is for the good, you know. Christ
0: is awesome. Yeah, buddy. Like God is good, all the time (laughs) and all the time. God is good, so we're excited uh for this new stuff. we're excited to share it with you um the beginning of twenty nineteen um Paula and I uh over this past year have had a lot of development um with our own identity, and that's what we're gonna talk about here in twenty nineteen is identity and um these different weapons that we can help um to Um, defend our identity and and what that means. So we're so excited to be back with you guys now and we hope that you come along for the ride. You are listening to Striving Catholics.
1: So how did we come up with the theme for
0: this podcast? Yeah, so our theme this season is all about identity. Um, And the way that we came up with this is I think that both... Uh, paula and i have had a lot of growth in this past year and we've had a lot of um, changes and transitions in our lives and a lot that had to do with identity or attacking our identities Um, and so i went on this retreat um, with the sisters of life in denver colorado
1: shout out <laughs> shout out
0: and it's so funny because every time i go on a retreat i never ask um like specifics or particulars of it and yeah. I need to start doing that because every single time it's either a partial silent retreat or a full silent retreat and this one happened to be a partial silent retreat and I got there and I was with one of my friends Madison and they're like, by the way, this is a partial silent retreat, and I was like, lol, every time.
1: <laughs> and if you don't remember how Maggie feels about the silence, we have a you know a podcast dedicated to silence. Yeah, we have a whole episode dedicated
0: to it. Check that
1: one out; it's a good
0: one. Yes, um, and but the entire um, the entire retreat was about us as women, um, and one of the sisters, Sister Mary Gabriel, gave this talk. Um, on one of the days about identity um, and said that we essentially have three weapons um, for when our identities are attacked, um, and that's who I am, where I live, and how I love. And so the first part of our podcast, um, the first three sections or so, three episodes or so, we are going to be diving more deeply into those three, who I am, where I live, and how I love. Uh, Because those are the three things that are most heavily attacked when we talk about identity.
1: And as you put the very first one, who am I or who I am, that is like the hardest one. And I think the one that is attacked most often in today, no, no matter what age or what stage of life we are, that is like the most pressing question is like, are you a good enough student? Are you a good enough worker for those of you with families? You know, am I a good mother? And it's just like everyone has
0: an opinion of that.
1: Everyone, yeah. it's on the internet,
0: <laughs> yeah. And I feel like oftentimes I get so caught up with my identity being based in like things I do or accomplishments that I have like oh like now like I'm a college graduate like I graduated or the fact that you know I'm a focus missionary now um, for those of you who don't know um, I got a job with focus and we'll be moving there now or we'll be there mm-hmm. in a little bit um, but I think that I get so wrapped up in saying like yeah like my identity is as a focus missionary as you know um a wsu grad as a tri-delta alum and all of these different things and i just think that we have to take a deeper look because who i am goes more deeply besides the accomplishments that you have because those can be taken away or you can leave a job um but our identity isn't or should not be rooted in um in in uh, those things
1: Yeah, and I'm still a college student. Yeah, still doing that graduate program. And I actually wrote um, a review on this article, and one of the things they were talking about in this article was um, the idea of the self-made man. And this really struck home to me because it was talking about how um, in America we have this idea that to be successful you have to start from the bottom and then end up on top. You know, you Mm -hmm. have to build your way up and get there on your own it's all about being on your own and you doing it yourself so if you look at the heroes that most people have everyone looks at Bill Gates They're like oh my gosh you know he started off as a young man and now he like made Google and is like super well maybe no I'm mixing him up Microsoft. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, everyone praises him because he started doing just playing with computers and he developed stuff. And now all of a sudden he's like the richest man in the world. And we idolize that, that type of behavior. And what the root of the article was saying is that that is not really what we're called to do. This idea of being on our own and making it ourselves, that's not ideal or realistic because in reality, we all have help whether we think about it or not. Again, we have God, our maker, creator. We have our friends. We have our family. Situations, opportunities, they are presented, not because we made them, but because others have laid the fruit and the road for us to do. So one of the things that this um, article talks about, as well as um, the author of The Lord of the Rings. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, one of the things that he said... Yes, I didn't say his name because I'm blanking on it. It's not J.K. Rowling. I know that. Isn't it J.R.
0: Tolkien? Yes,
1: J.R. Tolkien. <laughs> and <one of> the <laughs> I haven't things... even read them. I knew. That. I had The Lord of the Rings in my nightstand right now. Like the first one, I was like, I'm going to read it before the year ends. I did not open it. It's okay. I had the whole this year to do it. Um, yeah. But one of the things that he wrote, and what he said, and what really stuck out to me in this article, and which is why I picked to write about it, is that, he never considered himself a creator, so yes, he made all this story, he made this fantasy land. But in his eyes, he is a sub creator because God is who gave him the mind and the ideas. So, in his in the author's head, it was like, yeah, I've just used what was given to me to make this beautiful land, beautiful like stuff. To I mean, most of us are familiar with the Lord of the Rings, so the topic of sub creator really. Um, hit me because it goes to that question of who I am we are not the center of the universe, we are not who we pretend to be, we're just children of God and I think most of us, I know I always forget that this is who I am that in the center of our identity it should be our creator, it should be God because without God we simply wouldn't exist
0: yeah sorry you're good I'm battling a cold um no you're so right i think when i was on this retreat um with the sisters of life um sister mary gabriel said two things that really struck me was she was quoting uh, the diary of saint faustina um and a conversation that jesus had had with her and jesus had told her you know i thought of you before i called you into being before he even like called us into being, he thought of us. And then the second um, being that when God speaks, something happens. Something is created or something is remade. And so when he calls us into being, like we are created through him and by him and, and for him. And I just think that our society has gone so far off of where we are and, and who we are as a people. And I think that Tolkien was right. Um, In saying that, like, we would have nothing if if it didn't come first from God.
1: Yeah, it's just incredible because, like, even when you think about it now, we both have been uh, talking about the struggles, right? And Maggie just graduated. I am a what? almost a year and a half into being graduated and the pressure that there is to be someone i'm using air quotes at this point i know you can't see me but i am to be someone you're like what does someone mean and this article started explaining same article i will put a link it was great definitely should read it it was about humana vitae also yes. which was crazy very good read um but it was saying how like all of us not all of us but like the way that success is presented to us it's like you're always doing something whether that's traveling whether that's making loads of money whether that's starting your own business it's all about you doing something that no one else is doing right that's success nowadays and when you really start believing that everything that you do just kind of starts losing its meaning because you're just like always striving to look successful and be successful. I've read mm-hmm. countless of business book that's like, you have to like imagine yourself as being successful and you'll find success and mm-hmm. all of this stuff. But in reality, that's that's not what who or not even what, but that's not who we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. And this is the kind of struggles as a business, you know, um, graduate that I struggled with. Is who am I? Well, I'm not nothing if I'm not like the top financial analyst. I'm not nothing if I'm not like my goal is not to be a chief financial officer you know you can't be successful without doing those types of things so I was really depressed at work because it's like everything I did not depressed but I was just really bummed because like I felt like nothing I did was making me be successful which is sad because in reality that's who sh- I that's actually not who I am
0: yeah and I think that like it has a lot to do with the society that we've grown up in and the world that we've grown up in because they say, you know, how we dress mm-hmm. and how we talk and how we act um, and how we allow ourselves to be treated. Like, all of those things um, are things that our society tells us is, is what we need to be successful. You need to dress successfully. You need to talk as if you are more educated, um, etc., cetera, et cetera. But it also goes into... Um, you know, society telling us like what to watch, and what to read, and... Uh, how to spend your time, basically. How to spend <laughs> your time, yeah, exactly. What to listen to. How like, to spend your money, you know? Yes, and I think that all of these are just so sad, because instead and I am I know I'm pulling a lot from the talk that I heard mm-hmm. from Sir Mary Gabriel, but it was so good. I wish I could have recorded it and just shared it with you all here. Um, but what she said was in t- in today's age, we have become children of fear instead of children of God. And We live in fear that everything that we've built up around us—our reputations, our our jobs, our our um, friend groups, and and everything that we're involved in—like we become, whether we realize it or not, we've become so fearful that we will lose it. And then what we what will we become? Well, if we lose it, we can latch more closely on to the essence of who we are
1: when we lose it we become free it's insane i don't know if anyone's seen the taylor swift reputation tour <laughs> on netflix it was awesome oh. <laughs> because she talks about that you oh, know we're she? All, yeah we're all very familiar with her story but i'm not going to go into it but definitely that's how she ends her tour it's like with the death of her reputation she was able to live like will be more alive which mm-hmm. uh um, I know, Maggie, you talked about all her changes in her life. You know, she's so awesome now. She's an adult. <laughs> um, LOL. But kind of just like to wrap oh. up the who I am. We talked a lot about the struggles, but the craziest part, or not the craziest, but just the hardest part is accepting who we really are. So, this summer, I actually did a crazy thing. I quit my job as a financial analyst. Oh. I know. I was, I don't know. I don't know if I was ever proud of the fact that I did it. I just did it because that's what you did with the finance degree, right? You graduate and you get a job using your degree, what I studied for, you know, four, four years of my life.
0: Crazy. And Who I... Who that?
1: So yeah, I quit my job and then I took a lower paying job at Newman University. So... Woo-hoo.
0: Yay! Go Jets!
1: So for many people, and it's still... Like, I I know a lot of people, when they, like, have a life change, they post it on social media. Um, But I did it for two reasons. Uh, One, as Mikey said, a lot of our decisions are motivated by fear. So imagine I went from being a financial analyst, you know? Or not even that, just a a life that made sense to most people, to a life that did not make sense. Like, I remember telling my old professors and stuff like that, or just, like, when I quit and I told them I was going to, an admissions counselor um, a lot of people just like questioned that decision they were just like oh like, why though <laughs> and it's really hard to explain to people why you're you're doing something that doesn't make sense that's not normal for most people at my position they would have taken a higher paying job with a different company doing the same thing or like bigger and better things but I did the opposite and It's really hard trying to explain to people that, hey, I'm just trying to do something that's going to be good for me. I'm going to go and join a team that values me, that values that I like to talk to people, that values that I speak Spanish, that values my work ethic. And you can't really say that without people being like, oh, okay. But so reason one, I didn't post it. The other reason is, I'm tired of always having to post, you know, again, it's that expectation, it's, especially with, you know, the year coming to the end, everyone posted about their 2018 and all that stuff, but I started questioning why, my motivation for posting, do I want people to feel sorry for me, do I want people to encourage me, what, what was I looking to gain from this, and it was, and when I thought about it, reflected, I'm like, I just need acceptance, and unfortunately, that is not a way for me to do that, so... Um, it was hard Um, I questioned my decision like almost every single day Um, but when I started my job though I instantly knew I was in a place where I needed to be and surprisingly I have grown into the person that I've always was so um, my coworkers are super nice I've developed a family with them they trust me to do things like public speaking and like social media things and I'm like this isn't (laughs) me but they believe in me and they trust me and when I talk about how picky I am, I'm no longer embarrassed by that fact. You know, I, I've owned up to it. So it's been a very... And it's like the only way I could describe how I'm able to do that, how I'm able to be okay with being the person I am. Um, it's, it's been a lot of um, prayer. Uh, I told Maggie this earlier, but I've been doing the, um, what's it called? Divine Mercy Chaplet every single day since the, around February. So on my way to work, I pray that or when I'm not going to work, before I go to sleep, I pray that. And it's crazy how much like hope and uh, just fortitude it has given me. So yeah, sometimes I just rush through it, but it's something that I really need to do. And I've been seeing the fruits in that because I'm more, in the days I don't do it, I feel really weird. I'm just like, oh my gosh, something feels off because that is not just something I do. It's not a hobby. It's not part of my routine. It's who I am it's just me saying hey Lord I can't live this day without you please help me because I need help
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that was actually a conversation I was having with uh, uh with the woman that I'm her confirmation sponsor for um we were talking about the importance of a daily prayer life and I think that I would not know or understand my identity as a daughter of God Um, if it weren't for having a consistent prayer life and maybe that is just saying the Divine Mercy Chaplet every day. For me, um, it was a mixture of the Divine Mercy Chaplet, um, and the Litany of Humility. Um, and recently, um, the Litany of Trust, which if you have not heard or, um, read that prayer before. It's very powerful. Um, also sisters of life. Um, they're great. <laughs> I know, I'm know. i just all all on that bandwagon now. Um, they're fantastic, but I think that without that consistency, um, that's really where we go to find our identity, um, is in the consistency of a prayer life. Even if you don't feel like you're getting anything out of that prayer life, like there's nothing more satisfying to God to go and pray, even when you don't feel like it. And, um, I think it was in uh c s Lewis's the screw tape letters that says, "Um, there is nothing more terrifying than someone who, even though they do not feel like praying um they do it anyway, and I think that that's just really important for us when we are trying to figure out our identities and what they are and who we are um but
1: yeah that's that's our take of who I am."
0: Who I am. So who are you, Paula?
1: Who am I? Is that do I have to answer that or is that a rhetorical question?
0: <laughs> no. Answer it.
1: Answer it. Who am I? Huh. Well, I'm not normal. I could for sure tell you that. Um, I'm someone that loves to write. That loves to talk about God. It's weird, but uh, I always feel the Holy Spirit with me, um, and I love children. Uh, not that I'm going to be having any anytime soon, but I like working with them, because I see I see God in them. I think that's why I like working with them so much, because you, in their innocence, whether they're in elementary school, whether they're in middle school, even high schoolers, like, they don't know anything, but they think they do, but then you're just like, oh, this is so incredible. I can't wait to see what God has to work with you. But um, they really remind me of God's love, and I love working with them. I love talking to them about Jesus and Mary, and... I like being in a situation where I'm able to talk to you. Um, Not because I like to talk, because I don't. For those of you that don't really know me, I'm really antisocial. So, like, it's really hard for me to put myself in those situations. But when I'm in them, I think I'm one of those instruments used by the Holy Spirit and Jesus, which is crazy because this is never who I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to be the CFO of a random company making millions of dollars and I was going to buy my mom a house, my grandparents a house. It was all about money, but not like yeah, it was. was. And giving that up by giving up my job really helped me realize that that was never going to bring me happiness. And I know happiness is fleeting and your job doesn't have to bring you that, but um, now I'm in a position where I'm able to, like, touch the lives of people, whether it's something I said, whether it's a friendly hug. Oh, I don't hug people, but I occasionally do. Handshake or just a smile. Um, you never know, like, what you say and what you do can have a difference. So, yeah, that's who I am. I guess I would boil it down to an instrument of the Holy Spirit because, trust me, I don't put myself in those situations. <laughs> it's never me willingly doing that. It's more like it just happens. But on the days I'm not an instrument, (laughs) because it's really random, (laughs) Um, it's more like, I don't know, I guess that's how I would describe myself. It's just like, you just never know. But that's, I guess, who I am, which is, again, scary. But I'm accepting it. (laughs) I go still reluctantly to those, to things, but I'm just like, you know what? Eh, we'll see where this takes us. And it's usually two places I never thought. But what about you, Maggie? Sorry,
0: I took up a lot of time. No, oh, <laughs> you're good. Who are you? <clears throat> Who am I? Who am I? Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's a singer. Oh, gosh. Not so trend much trend. right now. No. Um, I am striving, and I am a striving daughter of God. Um, And what all goes into that is that I am now a college graduate, and I am a focus missionary, um, and I am a friend and a daughter and a sister, um, and I am a listener, um, and I try to love everyone that comes into my life, um, no matter how hard that might be. Um, I have... 20 little students that I student taught this past semester who I am absolutely in love with, um, who I have to leave behind uh, to move for focus. And that was probably the hardest thing. Um, but yeah, I, I'm i not perfect. Um, I know that. <laughs> and I know that as long as I am striving to do my best, as long as I am... Getting up every day and saying, Alright, God, I don't know what the day has in store, but as long as you're with me, I know we can tackle anything. So that's who I am. I am still trying to figure it out. I am the little dots that you put on a text message after <laughs> you're like, Yep, dot dot dot. You don't know what else to say. That is uh who I am in life right now but I know that it starts with God and it will end with God and whatever I have in the middle is God's blessings for who I am and how I'm supposed to live my life and who I encounter on a daily basis.
1: Bless. Yeah. So I guess we always look at the challenge which we probably will still, right? Yes. Yeah, I guess, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, always a challenge. our challenge to you um, is to dive into your identity who are you Um, or even what are you basing your identity in Mm -hmm. and if that needs to change how are you going to change it so remember we're always striving striving towards towards God, towards love Um, but you're not alone and together holiness is possible
1: alright guys We're so happy to be back
0: with you. Ooh. So hyped. So hyped.
1: So we'll see you next week
0: with part two. Part two. Where we
1: discuss.
0: Where I live. Yeah. Yeah, you. Bye. Toodles. Peace out. Thank you for joining Striving Catholics.